Morning has turned to afternoon. Good afternoon, everyone. But the grind carries on. Not just the grind physically, but the grind mentally. The Midday Grind, featuring a couple of TV jockeys who've also been through the radio wars. <laughs> serious? Martin Kilcoin. I was a little lit, so I was saying whatever I wanted. And Charlie Marlowe. Our top story tonight, John Jay will be back tomorrow. Here's him getting a hit in 2012. It's the Midday Grind on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. I was in a great mood, and Chuck walked in. I was. I was mood. in a great mood. You are just. A bastion of <laughs> cheerfulness. Right we're not up on. Now. Fa- we're not. On, we're not on Facebook. Oh we're not on Facebook Live, are we? Because if you actually would notice, my God. No, I was. I'm in a great mood. Chuck yeah, walked sure in, are. and it's not his fault. But we just had some topics we got into, and then I did go to kind of a dark place, I would say. But I'm better now. I'm better because I'm talking to my friends. You snowball sometimes. That was a snowball. You're just rolling down a hill, and it just kept on building. Yeah, some people will really annoy you. <laughs> Yeah, it happens. Hey, no snowballs right now because it's 77 degrees. Oh, did you look it up? Chuck, I look just looked it up. Hey. Oh. It's sunny. <laughs> I went down there at Enterprise Center. Wow. We held the Blues accountable for their first Why round. Why didn't they sweep? Victory. Yeah, no sweep. Really? Guys? How could Come you lose two games? Unbelievable. Any regrets you didn't finish this thing off sooner? <laughs> F off. <laughs> did you but guys talk about which that? Which blue player is most likely to tell, ooh, let's say, Jim ooh, Thomas to F off? Ooh, ooh, this is good. Now, I think it was a TV. He had kind of a TV voice, and I know I'm the king of breaking down these media reports. I did discover Swarm him for you guys. Thank you. We swarmed him. It felt like Blake Wheeler may have been swarmed after that loss. The player's not. And then. Yeah. We swarmed him. How could you lose to the Blues again? <laughs> Listen to the question from the reporter to Blake oh, Wheeler. One sec. And I think if you noticed, and I could be wrong, everybody should be professional and respectful, but I think the way the reporter said, weren't you supposed to be at your best for this? It was the way it was asked, I think, and I'm guessing there's a little bit of a relationship there that pre-exists. Okay, let's try it. Again. Okay, so it's, it's very low audio the way he one. talks. Just a heads up. It's okay. In the elimination game, you guys probably expected your best. Right? In the elimination game, you guys probably expected your best, right? What happened? What? And that. <laughs> and basically, the question was, why'd you suck? Why'd you play why'd you poorly? Suck? So, Chuck, did you say that to the Blues today and say, "Listen, you had a chance to sweep these buggers, you blew it, you wasted energy and time." It's funny you say that because Jay Bowmeister just told me to f off. Yes. Least, just kidding. Okay, Jay Bowmeister. Just joking, everyone. Least so likely know. to tell anyone to F off. Very polite. Most likely. This is a great question. Well, like, yeah. And I think with some tension that builds over the course of a season, I'd say it might be Steiner and it might be Petro, to be honest with you. If I had to get Pareko's not going to tell you to F off. Binner's not going to tell you, unless he's joking. I would go Petro or Steiner. I think that's a great play. Thank you. I think that's I feel fair. Better. Today, Steiner spoke. Robbie Thomas. Anybody get told spoke. to F off? No one. Was told to F off. J-Bo spoke. Craig Berube went like 10 minutes. Did Berube? I could see Berube doing that. Actually, I could too. <laughs> In a fun way, kind of like sarcastic. Like, F off. We're not talking about that. <laughs> but when I saw that quote from Blake Wheeler, I said, I got to see this or hear this and see the context. I agree with you, Martin. I don't think the reporter meant anything bad. It just came out 
non-perfect. Why'd you play Wheeler, bad? Okay, but Blake Wheeler. Shouldn't you guys have been better? It was you like have won today. It was like the greatest f off, and then he still gr- gave, gave a, a, a great candid answer. Question, it was yeah. awesome. It was just like an awesome thirty seconds. Well, and I think the answer explains everything. It's really hard to win. It's really disappointing. It's tough, man, to win these series, and the Blues fans know all about that. I think if the vibe is, how come you guys lost? The answer is, well, they were pretty good, and they're a good team, and we're a good team, and basically it happens. The Jets, as a team, Jets, Jets, they have nothing to be ashamed of. They did win home oh, and gave we games need, away. Why didn't we insert that to Frank Thomas? Ah, we blew it. But the Jets, as a team... Quickly after the game was over, maybe early Sunday, I forget, but the Jets tweeted out, thank you to the St. Louis Blues on a great series. Each game was truly thrilling to the very last minute. Best of luck in the remainder of the Stanley Cup playoffs. How classy was that by your Winnipeg Jets? I thought that was a great move. And then Chuck on the internet on Sunday with his Yachty tweet. Which got a lot of traction. Yes, Do you have a did. SoundCloud account? You need to reply to that tweet and say, now visit my SoundCloud page. That's that cool. one uh, blew up. Still blowing up, yeah. actually. What? And tell people, what you for those who don't follow Chuck on Twitter. How dare you? And you just got back. You're, really only, you? you're only really a week back into the Twitter game. You nervously reappeared on mm-hmm. social media. But basically, you, the Yachty shout-out. You tie in some Bud Lights and a base hit, you got yourself a winner. Well, here's what we got. Currently, 4,300 likes, 558 retweets. I said about uh, a full day ago, Yadier Molina's STL legacy is unmatched. Last night, he's crushing Bud Lights and getting the crowd going at the Blues game. And the next afternoon, he's casually ripping an 0-2 pitch for a single off of Noah Syndergaard. It seems innocent enough. It's a good take. But it exploded. It did. But I was being serious when I say, and then, of course, you have all the idiots that, there's a lot of people with better legacies, like Stan the Man. Oh, God. That's not what I meant. First of all. Tell them to F off. Yes, I will. I did. Yadier Molina, he's so beloved here. He's at the game. I figured he had a day off the next day. Uh, Because he was into it, man. Okay, when he took the mic, he was feeling good. All right? And I say that in a good way. I might have texted you some thoughts on it, too. Not for Eric. Yeah, that I and was look, thinking. It's all good. Matt Weeder's playing Sunday. Listen, we're all grown men here. You can have a few pops at 6, 7, 8 p.m. and still do your job the next day. I found it funny, <laughs> though, because he was feeling good, drinking some Bud Lights, getting on the mic. I thought he might have the day off, but no. He's playing because he always plays, because he's Yachty. He can do whatever he wants. He plays. He produces. And O2, Thor, boom, right back up the middle. 17 hours earlier, he's getting the crowd going. That's Yachty. He can do whatever he wants. He owns this city. It was less of a baseball take and more of just like a baller. Like, this guy's crushing Bud Light. But people then, love him. Correct. He can do whatever he wants. Nobody can tell him to not drink a Bud Light. You know what I'm saying? Like, because well, he's Yachty or Malik. And they shouldn't. Exactly. Uh, it is funny because we're in this this era where athletes are really pushing their own nutritional system and in their preference and how they avoid these food and they don't do this and they make sure to get their hours of sleep and they're up really early to work out and then there's Yachty Saturday night just pounding drinks and everyone assuming oh okay it must be a Matt Weider start on Sunday give him the day off for the Milwaukee series and then <laughs> they'll bring the line that gets posted on Twitter and goes oh he's playing and then he plays well and he yeah. and Wayno were there to the end of the game I love it because sometimes these guys like blow in and blow out. what 
Mark Wahlberg left the Super Bowl, Mr. Patriots. Remember, he left the Super Bowl before they rallied. Against I think he the blamed his son. For he that. said his son was sick or he's tired or whatever. But I'm like, if you're really a fan and you get the celebrity treatment and you get on the jumbotron and you're waving, you stay till the end. And Yachty and Wayno, they were showing at the end of the game. They were still there at the end of the day. And I got to tell you, when he grabbed the mic, I was laughing. It's awesome. Loud. I was laughing because. Yachty with microphones, he's not the most outspoken guy. We've been around him. You get a couple quotes every once in a while. He grabs the mic and he's like, let's go, Blues. It's kind of fun. And then he's like, no, louder. And like, and people are just going nuts. It was perfect. And that's my point is that, of course, there are greater overall Cardinal baseball what? players. But go back to Yachty as a young player calling out Manny Ramirez and then Brandon Phillips. Right, and then even though it was kind of funny and we made too much out of it, the the protecting, the defending of St. Louis against the boring Chris Bryant comments. He just embodies St. Louis, and he's been here for 15 years, and people absolutely love him. And so, what I meant to say is that just Yachty's legacy is is different than a lot of other guys that have been here. Right, people just absolutely love the guy in every way. Right, hundred percent. So he was. Here's the thing. He had a cardinal legacy. Now, in this weird way, he has like a blues legacy. That's what I'm saying. And people are wearing jerseys to Bush that say Molina, but they're actually blues jerseys. <laughs> I want to find out how many of those have been sold. All right. It is the midday grind. Clearly, this is the coveted hour. It's why Frank always leaves at 1159. We're here till 1 o'clock. Texter's part of the program, 855 282 8255. 855 282-8255, and my question is, for those who were there, anybody at Game 6 on Saturday, it's just a first round, it's not a Game 7, but where does that one rate for you in terms of sporting events you've been to? You had the Schwartz angle where he had the hat trick, he scored early. Honestly, the 6 o'clock start, Molina grabbing the mic, it was on a Saturday, it wasn't a Monday night, there were just a lot of elements there that made it even more festive. Charles Glenn, I think it it adds to it because he had to do the Canadian anthem too. So you get a double dose of Charles Glenn. So if you were there in the building, where does that one rank for you in terms of sporting events? Keeping in mind, it's just a first round. It's not the Stanley Cup Finals. It's not the Western Conference Final. Where does that one rank for you? And I think Blues fans were ready to be disappointed because you just you get nervous. And in the final minute, I thought there's no way. There's no. They're not going to do this. I told Doug Vaughn with 30-some-odd seconds when they scored, I said, Doug, if they lose this, I said, I'm leaving. I was actually going to call you at work and say, I just left. And that's where we always joke about the same old blues, and it's this tired narrative going back 50-plus years. But until they win that cup, every blues fan will still feel that. And that's why even this game where Jaden Schwartz has the hat trick early, right? And you're thinking, this game is over. And maybe they win four zip, and then Winnipeg scores a goal. And then, as you said, whatever it was, 38 seconds left. And then remember that last push, Patrick Laine is dancing and dangling, and you just said, man, is this franchise cursed? And then, of course, he misses the shot. You have the final faceoff, two seconds, moving on, and now your St. Louis Blues are the favorite to win the West. And I just checked Bovada, the co-favorite with the Washington Capitals at plus 550 wow. to win the Stanley Cup. The Blues are the co-favorites. How is that possible? I just with the Capitals, plus 550, 
to win the cup. It was weird. On Saturday night, I was with some friends um, at a bar. The game was over. We were just having a couple more beers before going home. Because you were catching the next day, so you yeah, thought you'd knock right. on a few. Exactly. And I was convincing myself, and this might be the mindset of Blues fans, why they wouldn't win the West. Because everything was saying it's wide open for them at this point in time. You know, Nashville was they're trailing in their series. Calgary's already been bumped up. You match up well against Colorado. I know you've had issues with Dallas, but at this point in the postseason, who knows what happens. I, I don't remember it feeling this way about a wide-open conference like this in 2016 when the Blues were in it and advanced for the Western Conference Finals. It just seems like this year is just shaping up in such a way that it just makes sense for them to finally break through. I know, and that's the danger. No. Can't think that. Don't and think that, that then way. Then it enters your mind. No. Oh, the West Blanket next here, round. Just no. don't think that. Way. Have fun. Be <laughs> confident. Enjoy the ride. Enjoy your life. Hope. Hope is a great thing. Woo. Shawshank Redemption, the greatest thing, right? Woo. And no good thing dies or something like that. Uh, what were the fellas saying today then? Because hey, who would you rather play, Nashville or Dallas? Oh, we don't care. Whoever. I bet they root for a game seven mm-hmm. because they want them to kind of get worn out, more travel, an extra game. That's probably the best case scenario is those those two just keep playing. After that, I think you'd pick home, even though Dallas beat you four out of five. Do you? I think I, I know you lost two. At, I think if I'm a player and if I had the chance to start a series at home versus on the road, two division opponents we know well, they beat the crap out of Nashville this year, won four straight, four out of five. I understand that in theory is the better matchup. You avoid Bernie Federico, the Hall of Famer, said, I kind of want to avoid Ben Bishop if I can in the playoffs. I don't know. I think I want to start at home. What about the other tired narrative, though, of a long layoff? If the Predators win this game, force a game seven on Wednesday, maybe the Blues series, then whoever they play doesn't start till Friday. It's the tired narrative of rest versus rust. So you have the Blues. They had an optional skate today. A couple guys out there. They had a meeting. But they're resting up, getting ready to go. And to be honest with you, I know you always ask, what's the most interesting that was said? Thank you. Thing that was said at every uh, media availability. There really wasn't that much that was very interesting. (laughs) I'm just going to be honest with you. Because they don't know who they're playing. And they already had all the emotion. Hey, uh, how's it feel? You beat the Jets. Yeah, we did. Okay, what's next? Well, we don't know what's next. Right. And they had all the emotion and all those sound bites on Saturday night. Yeah, but if you you only won the division, then, you know, you'd be... uh, in a better better spot, right? Yeah, that's true. What else? Hey, who are you going to go with, uh, Chief? You think you'll stick with uh, Benner and Nett? <laughs> Bennington going to probably stick with him. <laughs> what about your fourth line? You think maybe uh, will you go with McEachern just to spice it up? No, or? now you ask. Are there any lineup changes that we care about? <laughs> you got any lineup changes? Yeah, we've uh, changed the. Four- no, 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 no. Any lineup changes we care about? Any that matter? To be fair, Fabry though, did that make a difference? Gave him a little jump, and that's the thing about a fourth line guy, not a hockey insider. That's strict. If I have a guy like Fabry who has skill, even though he's been you know, injured the last couple of years, just that chance that there could be one moment in a game. Now, he almost scored in that game six. The chance that he might get you know, one goal for you, he's got that skill set. I kind of like putting him in there. And you saw some of the video. The Blues have been great about putting some of their behind-the-scenes footage online. And you had Petro handing out pucks, and he gives Fabry a shout-out. And he gets interrupted by Baruby. Do you see that clip? It's great. Petro's talking to the team, and Baruby starts. And Petro goes, whoa, 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 I'm not done here. And then Chief gets to talk. After, we're all insiders now because it's Chief, it's mm-hmm. Petro, it's Fabs, of course. But they were giving Fabry a shout-out for how well he played. 
Speaking of Strix, I was driving in here and I heard you talking about my graphic, which never actually aired uh, on Fox should 2. Have. But I Star just of put, the Slop. I put Star of the Slop segment Co-star. on 590 The Fan. And I did that obviously as a joke for Strick, not thinking that it might offend the other person who's on the slop. Oh, Tuna hates you now. So I didn't mean that Charlie Tuna, if you're listening, wasn't a star, but Strick said he had some fun with it and texted Tuna and got no response that maybe Tuna's mad that I didn't think he was also. They're co-stars, okay? That's what I meant. They're co-stars. I think they each believe they're the star of the slop, to be honest with you. And then Charlie Tuna, very polite, sent me a nice happy Easter text on Sunday morning. And it didn't appear to be a group text, but I didn't respond. Rude. Because, well, a lot of those, I think he rifles them off to a lot of folks, but it came as an individual text. Was that rude? 855-282-8255. You are a rude, terrible person. Thank you. That's fair. A lot of people say that. Uh, happy we are Easter. A hot country. Happy this Easter. This is a hot White House. That's oh! all that was missing. Happy oh! Easter, everybody. I almost, on my toss back <laughs> to you on TV on Saturday night because it was late and who cares, I almost said to you, all we needed was Vladimir Tarasenko talking to the crowd, wishing everyone happy Easter. Happy, happy Easter. Easter, everybody. Thank you for support. Do we, we have, have that? I know it's it's hard to get to. We have a chance. We need to do this. We, we say this all the time. Vladdy would absolutely you were there. do it. I know, but I keep forgetting. He would do it for every He holiday. might be on the F-off chart, too, of people that rattle it off at some point. Uh, that one time to you, he kind of told you to F-off yeah. about watching from the stands a couple years watching back. Watching in the stands. We've got Cinco de Mayo coming up. We've got a shot at that. Thank you for support. Yeah, one more time. To everyone. Thank you for support. Love that. Happy, happy Cinco de Mayo out of one. Happy for support. <laughs> Love that. We, we can't quite. Get, we, happy Memorial Day. we got a shot at that. Flag Day? I don't think we'll quite get to Flag Day. And only I would look at this because the Marquette Golf Tournament is on June 3rd. Could be about a game for the Stanley Cup final, but I think the Stanley Cup typically ends around 6th, 7th, 8th of June. Okay, according to HockeyReference.com, the latest possible day for the 2019 Stanley Cup final is June 15th. Flag Day is June 14th. So we got a shot. Happy Flag Day. Happy Flag Day, After game six of the Stanley Cup finals. (laughs) Speaking of flags, we got a lot to get to. Flags. I was thinking, and Mike Caruso is a marketing genius, executive with the Blues, and he always knows, you know, like, hey, we got Cardinal players come, we'll try and do these tie-ins. I wanted them to do a shot of the suite that Yachty and Wayno were in, and I wanted Yachty waving a giant Blues flag. Mm-hmm. You know, like they skate on the ice with the flag. When the game's over, they run around waving the flag. I thought that'd be the coolest optic, although him grabbing the mic was better, just waving a giant Blues flag. Hey, this hour brought to you by our friends at Fast Eddie's in Alton, Illinois. Doors open there at 1 o'clock. Boy, today's a great day to get out on the patio. In fact, let's go right now. Let's go. Where's an old interview that's a half hour long? Let's just go. Rich Gould is, I don't care who it's with. Well, it was actually us talking to Joe Torrey about Todd Zeal. That'll work. Will it? It's about, how long is it? 28 minutes? That's fine. Play that. You don't realize I worked with Rich, and he would get up on, and he'd walk out at like 20 to go, and I'm like, what are we doing? He goes, just play something from earlier. I like that. A rewind. I'm like, well, it's only a two-hour show. That. Best stuff. We're doing a two-hour show. If you have a great <laughs> interview, replay it for the uh, new audience. Or a not-so-great interview from exactly one hour or, earlier. Or a Davis Payne interview. I mean, why not? <laughs> <laughs> we should do that. Fast Eddie's doors open at 1 o'clock. It would be a fantastic day to sit outside. A lot of folks even have the day off. A lot of kids are off school, yeah. day after Easter. 
Head on up, get yourself the Half Pound Fat Eddie Burger. You cannot go wrong. Basket of fries, peel and eat shrimp, homemade bratwurst, outstanding menu. I got to be honest, I was talking to Eddie and I forgot to tell him on the wall, right next to the menu, I want to put a picture of Straubinger with the whole plate of food and just say, do the full Straubinger. Get yourself every item on the menu reasonably priced that's the deal fast eddie's food's great it's always fun coldest beer anywhere live music every day seven days a week they're hanging out up there uh i remember mike shannon said i was up there it's so crowded i don't know if i should stay i'm like that's a good sign it's so crowded because it's popular they start lining up out front it's easy to get to fourth and broadway in alton illinois take the clark bridge turn right you will run right into it huge parking lot and on the weekends, if you're having a big old party, you're a big old fan. Maybe somebody's turning 21, turning 30, 80, 90. He says, bring them all. doesn't matter. Birthday bring your party. elderly. Bring the elderly. Bring bring the kids as long as they're 21 and up. You're all set. It's Fast Eddie's in Alton, Illinois, where the tradition continues. Yes, Charles. Oh, I was just laughing. You were laughing. Uh, I thought usually you're on a text when you laugh. Bring the elderly. Oh. Bring the old people. No, usually when you text. laugh, it's because you've read a text mocking Buzz Kilcoin. Well... Not or Buzzkill, Buzzkill Coin, yeah, which is one nickname I've acquired. Over the weekend, I saw a big old fan of the Blues stops me in the hallway. He goes, you, you, I know you. I said, oh, that's great. Thank you. And he said, yeah, you got that thing, the uh, thing. And Charlie and I joke about this. The Blitz, the Kill Coin Blitz. The TKO? Is that what he's referring to? He's referring clearly to the TKO at night, the Kill Coin Opinion. But he's kind of stuck. He goes, Hold on, hold on," he said. "You got the kill coin corner. Yeah, that's it. And that's I said, it. yes, Close sir. That's you it. know it. He might have been thinking of the Charlie Hustle. Probably which not. Was in 2010, I think. <laughs> what was, was a the Charlie? What was the popular Charlie? segment for about uh, two and a half months? What Charlie was the started because he, he, he got an after fee if he did an extra TV <laughs> appearance. So he put together a segment every. <laughs> did Saturday. you really? I actually talked with Mo <laughs> Drummond about that today. We were laughing about that. Hey, <laughs> hey. It's it's using the system what was, to your benefit while also creating great content for your employer. What was, was the context of the Charlie Hustle? Was it plays of the week? No, it was like my own fun little segment. We but, should go play them. There are actually, I bet you there's only about eight of them. Can you I pull them out of the archive? Let's play them. Eight of them. I bet you that they're pretty funny. We could do one a day for about a week and a half. It's like new Coke. It just kind of came and went. I tried that. Pretty <laughs> Nobody hard misses enough. it. Martin, Bring it back. We have to make rib. Text wise, Matten. I was at Game Seven in 2016. That was the loudest I have ever heard that building. However. I would put Saturday's game over the Brower goal because of the overall atmosphere. Schwartz scoring early set the tone. That's from the county constable. Altsy says, I guess either way, Blues will play some country buggers. Ooh. Dallas. Dallas. Or Nash Vegas. Dallas is a little bit cosmopolitan, but they got country Cos- buggers. Nashville, cosmopolitan though. buggers? How about this? Yeah, cosmo buggers. 314. <laughs> top five game. Got a text with a ticket Saturday morning. Ended up being second row behind Hellebuck. Saw a hat trick and a series clincher and got a bathroom selfie with Doug. The Yachty <laughs> moment was very cool for the city, and I agree with Chuck on the legacy. Gotta love a guy who seems to genuinely love this city so much. That's from Stepdad Gary. Hey, thanks, Stepdad Gary. How about Stepdad's getting pictures with Doug in the bath? 100%. Uh, Charlie Tuna has responded. That was an individual text for Easter, which I realized I didn't respond to. <laughs> Jerk. But happy Easter to everyone, black and white. I'm not a star anymore. Aww. Oh, see, he took it personally. Aww, man. If Charlie Tuna had appeared on Fox 2, invite him. I would have made the same graphic for him. Why for our it? next blues segment, we'll get Chuck Tuna. Let's do it. <laughs>
A little baseball talk on deck as well. Your text, always part of the program, coveted hour, midday grind, 855-282-8255. Fun at the old ballpark yesterday. Fun at the rink on Saturday. Chuck, we had renderings. Let's talk about that. Unbelievable. Huge sports weekend. Midday grind, 590 The Fan. About the five you're blowing. Theater gets dark just to start the show. Then you spot a fine woman sitting in your row. She's dressed in yellow. She says, Hello, come sit next to me, you fine fellow. You run over there without a second to lose. And what comes next? Hey, bust the move. 